there are a lot of things in people's highest harmonics that they would write off uh, um, for themselves. They're writing them off as like just hobbies or oh. just interest. But yeah. actually, that's your life path. That's your highest goal. And so it's, it's interest energetically is to do that. So to actually be able to work with strangers, because I don't know my clients and whatever, and and just be like, hey, you know, this is the energy in these harmonics. And they're like, oh my God, I've been, that's my my soul desire for 37 years and I can't, you know, or whatever. That's what I really want to do. But I thought blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's, it's access to getting on your actual life path, you know, so you can get out of your head or whatever and really embrace your energy. Welcome to the Astrology Hub podcast. I'm Amanda Poole Walsh, founder of Astrology Hub and your host for our flagship show. We explore the many ways astrology can support you in your relationships, career, health, and personal growth. Thanks for tuning in. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Astrology Hub podcast. Today, we are going to do a very deep dive into a fascinating realm of astrology called harmonic astrology. We have with us the multi-talented Clarissa Dolphin, who is also an upcoming Inner Circle Expand guide. And Clarissa's expertise has been recognized by the New York Times and as a certified harmonic astrologer, shamanic healer, tarot diviner, Reiki master, and writer, Clarissa brings a wealth of knowledge and a unique perspective to the astrological table. In today's episode, we'll explore harmonic astrology's profound impact on personal growth, we'll uncover hidden aspects of our astrological charts, and learn practical ways to apply these insights in our everyday lives. So get ready to discover how the subtle yet powerful influences of harmonics can bring transformative change to your journey. Clarissa is also teaching a harmonic astrology mastery class in our Inner Circle Expand membership. So I'm excited to introduce these concepts here today so our Inner Circle members can get very excited about what's to come very soon in their membership. And... Clarissa, welcome back to the Astrology Hub podcast. I'm so happy you're here again. Thank you so much, Amanda. It gives me body chills to speak to you and the Astrology Hub community every time. And I just want to thank you for, you know, being so open and really on the cutting edge of astrology. Um, I appreciate being here. Mm. Yes. I mean, if we think about astrology as something that is is living and breathing and responding to us as much as we're responding to it, expanding our awareness of what's possible within astrology seems really important, right? So that brings us to harmonic astrology. For those out there who don't know what that is, can you please give us an, an understanding of what harmonic astrology is and how it's different than traditional or modern astrology absolutely harmonic astrology i think for for the purposes of our discussion today really there are two main things to consider in terms of like what it is and how it differs from other astrological schools one main uh thing to consider is actually uh, the time period that we're existing in now 
So harmonic astrology is very modern, which I'll explain in a second. Um, I think the, the other concept is actually very ontological. Really, the in terms of historic and and other astrology schools um, up till now, really, for very many hundreds of years, astrology was restricted to higher classes in the court, and so it was very much used and applied for political and social reasons. Like this is when this person's going to become king, deliver your army there. This guy's a robber. He's a Scorpio, you know, and things like that. The harmonic astrology ontological kind of purview is completely synonymous with quantum mechanics and quantum physics. But beyond that, and, and really in that kind of mind frame, it is we're harmonic astrologers were not dealing with the social and or effects um political effects of planets we are directly experiencing the origin of all being <laughs> like literally energy like physics so it's like the different type of consciousness it's a different type of being um, and also in terms of like modernity and what, like how it kind of actually works, like in real life and application, uh, harmonics has been around also for thousands of years, particularly through the Vedic astrology tradition. So the Navamsa and the Sapamsa charts from Vedic astrology, Navamsa chart is the ninth harmonic, um, and the Sapamsa chart is the seventh harmonic. Um, and, and, uh, however, we, in, in terms of just actually be able, being able to use harmonics, it really expanded and blew up in the 1970s when we had computers to calculate things. It takes forever to calculate a harmonic, right? So anyway, so now we're in like a very modern zone. It's 2024 where we have equipment where we can actually look, calculate in an instant any type of number of harmonics because our harmonics are infinite. Harmonics take it a step further into the quantum realm with things like, you know, and these are all 20th century breakthroughs, things like the double slit experiment where, you know, waves become light and etc. The way that we detect these quantum subatomic movements and particles and effects and forces through harmonic astrology is very much connected to things like the Higgs boson, which is the, the God particle, but particularly the Higgs field, which is this concept in quantum mechanics of every single thing in the universe being connected through the Higgs field or something like it, which is this giant fence or whatever. Long story short, blah, blah, blah. It's all symmetry. It's symmetrical. So in harmonic astrology, it's very much the symmetry, the symmetrical uh, distances, the angular distances, the shapes are alive. They reverberate. They carry waves. They carry frequencies that we can detect and spot and experience and feel. So I hope that 
that was a good summation. <laughs> I'm curious, you have a lot of harmonic astrology students. Who are the type of people that are attracted to this particular practice of, of astrology? And who are the ones who are like, no, that, that is not my jam. Can you sort of help us understand who this is great for? And who it's like, if you're like this, you're probably not going to really enjoy this study. Ooh. Oh, my God, that gave me bodies with me. My heart warm. So exciting. So I think generally the people where, you know, harmonic astrology is your jam are probably general impasse. People who are intuitive, people who feel first before they go to rationality. I think that, you know, there, if, if you want to just explain everything and you're not uh, comfortable in the unknown, if you're not comfortable in spaces beyond intellect, harmonic astrology isn't going to work for you because you're not going to be able to read it uh, very well. It's, it, it speaks to, I think, Amanda, probably my shamanic training in some capacities where, you know, my experience through in shamanic dimensions is that the human mind goes last. Like it's experience first, right? And then it kind of trickles down so you can filter it out and, and think about it. Um, I don't think, even though it is, so I was like S minus in math. Uh, remedial math my first year uh, in college and stuff like that. Now I'm like math master, right? So I can get how like the appeal of the math of astrology could turn off some people when we're talking about harmonics and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't think you have to be a math expert. In fact, I'm so grateful that I found this because now I see the divinity in math. So I, I'm really glad that you that you shared that in college you were a mediocre at best math student and that now through this lens because you're understanding the context. I mean, that's what I found. Like I, I also was not, I had to take calculus as a psych major and it was the hardest thing on the planet for me. It was so hard because the entire time I was like, I just don't understand like why does this matter? Where does it fit in? Like, what the heck am I ever going to do with it? It didn't make sense, you know? But it sounds to me like you've found the thing that makes math make sense to you. So now you can actually understand it because it has a context yes. and it has a point. What do you see right. as the biggest benefit to this? Like, how does this help someone live a better life? How does this help someone understand themselves better? How does this help someone choose their life path or, or get direction or answers in their life. How does it help people? Well, it's beyond accurate. There are no words to describe the levels of accuracy that are, are found in the analysis. Um, it's mind blowing. So it helps to be seen on such a precise level. Um, and particularly like, so there are things in my chart, like, so for example, I'm a son cancer. I'm very cancerian. I hate it, but it's true. Right. But there's some things that I can't like understand about the can cancerian archetype that maybe it's kind of there, but it's not there with harmonic analysis. It's all there. It's like, boom, it's like, oh my God, like. You know, um, 
I think that other ways that particularly harmonic analysis is really helps your life path. Like, for example, my, some of my highest harmonics, I didn't have dreams for, but I'm doing them now. So what's one of my highest harmonics is the 19th, it's a 19th harmonic octave. I never dreamt of being involved in organizations um, on any capacity, but now I'm the president of ESAR, right? So anyway, like it helps me understand. And I'm also a high 11th harmonic person. And if you look at my first harmonic, you can't really see how busy I am. You can't see how much energy, how you, this is hilarious because a lot of my like 11th harmonic students and clients, a lot of us were ravers like in the nineties. And it makes sense, right? Like there's so many things that you can't see in your natal chart that are so prominent and so resonant in your love, in your harmonic analysis that explain everything to the T. It's very precise. It's very, um, and uh, like basically long story short, just to wrap it up, you are without harmonics, you are unable to detect, I would say at least 20 or 80% of the actual things going on in your life and your being period. Wow. Wow. So you, for, in, from your perspective, this fills in, it's almost like it fills in a gap that we don't even necessarily know we have. And yes. it, 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 what I'm hearing too is that it expands our potential and it, it expands possibilities that you wouldn't even necessarily consider if you were only interpreting your chart a certain way or maybe even only in tune with yourself in a certain way astrology aside you know if you if you only understood yourself okay. from one dimension this is bringing in yes. a whole other dimensional aspect of yourself that enables you to expand yourself and what's possible oh my god body chills like so glad i have water so i just don't pass out from excitement yes so and to that point amanda like honestly and this actually uh, is making me a little bit emotional. I'm really moved by it. There are a lot of things in people's highest harmonics that they would write off uh, um, for themselves. They're writing them off as like just hobbies or oh. just interest. But yeah. actually, that's your life path. That's your highest goal. And so it's, it's interest energetically is to do that. So to actually be able to work with strangers, because I don't know my clients and whatever, and and just be like, hey, you know, this is the energy in these harmonics. And they're like, oh, my God, I've been, that's my my sole desire for 37 years. And I can't, you know, or whatever. That's what I really want to do. But I thought, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's, it's access to getting on your actual life path, you know, so you can get out of your head or whatever and really embrace your energy. And then when you do harmonics are not as above, so below, because some people don't embrace their energy, right? And so then there's like this occlusion, there's like this stop thing, right? But once they kind of get kind of like in, in alignment with their actual energy, um, their life just explodes, blows up full life, 
you know, uh, satisfaction because you're in your energy current and you're not uh, blocking it for whatever societal or psychological reason or whatever. Ooh. So it, it, it's, it's a fast track out of the programming and conditioning that we experience here in this third dimension. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. That actually, that actually, that actually was, you made some incredible points there. Uh, very compelling. Oh, another thing that I think is really important with harmonic analysis and, and, and consciousness. If you are uh, a human being who is comfortable with the concept that we don't control everything, like we, like humans, right? That there are forces that create us and that affect us and that create everything else, this is your jam. Because you're able to detect the forces and experience the forces without trying to figure them out first. So there is like a, there is a great unknown. Um, and I think if you're into that, this will appeal to you. Okay. Astrology can be perceived as complex enough. Like just like the basics of astrology, let alone to layer on a whole nother type of astrology. So how does one approach it? Is it like learn all these things first and then layer in harmonic or you can start right out the gate with harmonic? What do you think is the most effective approach for that? Yeah, you can start right out the gate. Um, really, it doesn't matter. I personally started like many astrologers, self-training, right? Like I've been into astrology since I was a little girl, right? Reading charts at, at uh, when I was a teenager. Then I started my harmonic astrology certification program and did that after what, 15, 20 years of learning it myself on the internet, like most of us. Um, then I got certified with that. Then I studied, um, I became certified in horary. So I am a certified traditional astrologer as well. Um, and I think, you know, I've seen so often that people who are totally green to harmonic astrology that just know signs and glyphs and they're rocking it. And then I've seen, you know, super advanced astrologers who have done so many different schools of astrology. Um, and they're rocking it too, but sometimes I think maybe being green is better because you don't bring all this other stuff. So it really, really is, it's, it, there are lots of variables, but it really is open to everybody in every level. In your readings, do you do both or do you usually lean on harmonic? How, and how do you make that decision? I do do both. Um, harmonics are part of everything I do with astrology. Um, I, I have, and I'd love to tweak this, you know, in upcoming years, but I have a very kind of like specific a approach. I use horary, horary techniques with the consultation chart. I use all the harmonics, period. Um, I use harmonics with forecasting. I also use harmonics with, harmonics with solar arc. Um, what I don't do is, and what I would advise never to do, is to put a harmonic next to a natal chart. Don't do it. Just look at the harmonic. Um, there are like specific things like it sounds, I think harmonic astrology could potentially sound like, oh my God, or like I'm stunting in some capacity, like just like super crazy. But you know, my approach 
to kind of like bringing people in and teaching students, it's, it's just very, it's very simple. There are the basics harmonics, eight, five, seven, nine, 11, 13. Get those down, you get everything down. They're direct midpoint structures and then the planetary currents. So once you start training with, you know, these three kind of things and you learn a little bit about the rules and the systems and you just keep practicing, it just starts to flow. Mm. There is an entry point. Do you use aspects in harmonic astrology? Absolutely. And, and, and this is, this is actually an advanced concept, but aspects are harmonics, period. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. So aspects are harmonics, meaning the interplay between the planets themselves and the angles that they make is creating a, a vibration. It is creating a vibratory field. Yes. So like an opposition yes. or a square, they're, they're actually creating a harmonic ripple. And so when we talk about aspects, we're already yes. talking about harmonics, but perhaps in harmonics, do, do you learn more aspects than what you might learn in traditional or modern astrology? Absolutely. It's, 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 um, it's so. Woo! Back to like the symmetry, right? Like just the shapes, right? Like, so for example, the, the aspects that you just mentioned, the opposition and the square, they're actually visually more, in my opinion, easy to detect. If you have something 180 degrees just there in the natal chart, you can see it boom, 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 right? It's not as easy to detect the 11th harmonic when you have whatever number or point whatever between distance the planets and all that kind of stuff but it exists it still exists and then you can put any other number so aspects are aspects are divisions of a circle 360 degrees right so basically in harmonic astrology conceptually and philosophically and in application you can there is a 47th harmonic aspect there is a 53, right? It doesn't have to fit into, you know, these things that are easily divisible, like on 180, et cetera. So in like, in, and, and so like back to your, another part of your question. So when we're talking about the opposition in the natal chart, which is the first harmonic and the square, right? Like, so the planets that are square in the first harmonic will be conjunct in the fourth harmonic. The planets that are opposition in the first harmonic will be conjunct in the second. So obviously an opposition is one half of a circle. So really the, 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 the denominator of every fraction of an aspect, that is the harmonic. Um, so anyway, so now let's, let's conceptually, so we see a 180 degree aspect in the first harmonic. We go into the second harmonic. Those are going to be conjunct, but there are definitely probably going to be other squares there. There's the, typically when you see a harmonic, um, we as harmonic astrologers, we read visible aspects and invisible aspects, which I'll get to in a second, but basically long story short. So we're in the second harmonic. There are squares. There are kites. You know, there are crazy things that are rare in the first harmonic, like um, cardinal crosses, like ca- kites, like cradle aspects. 
those show you how strong the harmonic is. Um, so basically, like another thing to consider here too, because like it's better to just read the harmonic, right? Like even when you're beginning or whatever, like don't necessarily just stay in the first harmonic and just, you know, like, hey, let's put it the septile and, you know, etc. because you're only going to see the conjunctions. You're not going to see what's forming a square in the septile or whatever. Just go to the seventh harmonic. Um, yeah. And there are the invisible aspects just really quickly that I was referring to are things like isotropes, things like which are isosceles trapezoids. Um, like for example, uh, Arabic parts are is isosceles trapezoids. That's why they're so strong. Because they have four planet resonances that are buzzing. Yeah. So you're talking about Sorry. like the part of fortune and the part of yeah. like those things. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what do you see <laughs> is the biggest benefit? Tell us about the mastery class that you're teaching. Where are you? What's the entry point for the inner circle expand members? How are they gonna how are they gonna get in and, and start this harmonic astrology exploration? Okay. Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited about this. So teaching is my favorite thing to do. Um, my basically the end point's gonna be the lunations, right? We all experience new moons and full moons. Um, my it's a very immersive and experiential experience. Um, we're gonna learn the basics harmonics. We're going to learn planetary patterns with the sun and the moon and what the sun and the moon kind of mean and how they're experienced in harmonics. Um, and so basically we've got, we've got natal analysis going on. Um, we've got forecasting analysis going on with harmonics. And we also have, you know, the, the, an entry point for any level of astrologer with it, beginner, intermediate and or advanced, like, um, basically what I'm going to, 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 to do beyond what I just said is really kind of introduce how to read that. So also what you're going to walk away with is knowing what your highest harmonics are, at least initially, right? Because I have like these crazy harmonic softwares and calculators or whatever, but there is a way where if, if you know what your highest harmonics in the base six are, that's going to be like your passport to so much opening up in the world. So that's kind of, that's a little bit of uh, what, you know, we're all going to dive in together with. Amazing. So uh, students will get an understanding of their strongest harmonic. They're going to get a basic understanding of what the different harmonics are and how to interpret them. And then they're going to yeah. get, an understanding of how to apply that that harmonic understanding to the lunar cycle is what I'm hearing too. So the, the yes. Yes. harmonic and then how that actually will interplay with their own harmonic potentially and that it's good yes. for all levels, which is very exciting because we do have a lot of different levels of, of astrology student in our inner circle expand group. So that's great. There's going to be something for everyone. Okay. Clarissa, is there anything else you'd want to say to people that are intrigued, but maybe intimidated or, or curious? What would you say to them in terms of the best place to start 
to just begin exploring this realm of harmonic astrology? The best place to start, good old astro beads. You know, go look at your hormones. Just look at it. Like that's the harmonic analysis is not rational. It is we're going through Pluto and Aquarius right now. So I think we're all really kind of in some capacity. Maybe many of us are really starting to understand that existence isn't rational. And so <laughs> a lot of it isn't, right? Like, so I think, you know, to start, literally just stare at your harmonic charts and start in with the basics. So eight, five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen. You don't need to do two, three, blah, blah, blah. That's not really gonna like help. And then just identify. I really do feel like, you know, the start of harmonics and really kind of mastering it is maneuvering and and visual. Like it's very synesthetic. So just get yourself um, you know, literate in being able to see what planets are connecting where and that's it Mm. okay Uh, you know it's interesting i've heard recently that and it was in our inner circle community someone sharing that they're now starting to have dream like geometric dreams like they're starting to see sacred geometry and shapes and it sounds to me like looking at your harmonic chart may open up this level of understanding beyond, like you said, the rational mind and open you up to more levels of yourself, which, which we're continually discovering aspects of ourselves. And that's one of the most beautiful things about astrology is just like layer upon layer upon layer of ourselves and the universe at the same time. It's all unfolding. Yes. Yes. Okay. Clarissa, thank you so much for being here. This has been such a pleasure. If you love this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave us a comment. Clarissa will be in uh, responding to your feedback, your questions. So leave questions, leave comments, leave insights. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of our community. Thank you as always for making astrology a part of your life. If you're interested in joining to and joining the Inner Circle Expand group in order to get access to this mastery class from Clarissa, go ahead and check it out at astrologyhub.com. We'll put the links in the description of this episode. You can jump in, experience this mastery class, and start to dive into your studies of harmonic astrology now. So check it out. Thank you again, Clarissa, for being here. You're such a pleasure as always. Thank you for blowing our minds and expanding what's possible. Really appreciate you. and. Take care, everyone. We we will see you on the next episode. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.